Blog Talk Radio. are now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes. Welcome to Let's Chat, everybody. I am Alicia, and you know I got my right hand and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. On today, we are kicking it with four fabulous guests. Our first set of guests are these ladies always bring joy individually whenever they come on Let's Chat. And so now we get to have them together because they wrote a book together. So we got author Jonna B., author Chris Renee, and author Shadris Denise. They're always a pleasure to have them on the show, so I'm excited. And we're also going to have comedian Melvin Jackson Jr. on the show as well. So we're going to have a hot, hot show today. Our topic is, does word count matter? What do you think, T? Does word count matter? It all depends on the the book itself. Because sometimes, you know, you could punch a give a good power punch, and wondering like, what was that I just read? Like, say we were just talking about a thirty five thousand dollar word um, book. Now, if I could get a good good belly full of of good stuff to read in thirty five thousand dollars, I'm a happy camper, and I'm ready to move on. So I think it depends on the type of work you give, whether you give good quality work, because it's not always in the, the quantity, it could be in the quality. So I'm going to be interested to hear what our guests have to say. You know, I'm sure they've run the gamut as far as word count. So I'm just coming at it from a reader's point of view. But we shall see. What do you think about it, girl? Absolutely. I do think word count matters. I think that um the size of a book determines, I'm not going to say it determines um, the reader's enjoyment, but I do think that 
when you're limited with your word count or you're writing a short, I think it's kind of like giving the reader a bird bath. You see what I'm saying? You're only hitting the hot mm-hmm. spots in that. And it's hard to get engulfed and pulled into the meat and potatoes of the book and still be satisfied at the end. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I mean, you have some people that can do it. You know, everybody, and like you said, the it has to it has to do with the person's pen um, and their uh-huh. skill because everybody can't write a short story, right? Uh, and be able to at the same time bring the reader in the book, beginning, middle, end, wrap it up, and then send the reader out satisfied. You know, everybody can't do that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting because, um, you know, like, like take, for example, a novella. A novella is roughly around 40,000 words or maybe just a little bit over. And if you give them a good word, like you said, if, if the author has an awesome pen, I'm satisfied knowing that I'm going in reading a short story and not necessarily picking a book up and thinking it's a big 100,000 100, words word count book because then I would be disappointed and then I was like well where did my money go but if I go into a story knowing that it's a short story I'm fine with that as long as you give me a bang for my buck absolutely and I definitely can agree with that and at the same time you want to um, make sure that I think in anything you write, because people can write long books and still lose the reader, you know, first 20 pages in because of developmental Mm -hmm. issues. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think that no matter what size uh, or word count you have in your book, you got to have a solid editor. you got to have a solid Mm -hmm. team and not just an editor, because this is my thing with authors and editors. Please stop throwing up on the pages and just sending your book to the editor for them to write the book. You're supposed to throw up on those pages, go back over it, rewrite it, go back in it if it needs to be gone back in. And before you go to an editor, you should get you a good beta reader, somebody that can, if you have developmental issues, catch those things so that you can fix them before you send them to the editor. Because that is a real waste of money when you send and a lot of work to the editor. You do have some editors that will charge you more if they have to do a lot of work in your book and that becomes very costly editors are costly and especially if you're self-publishing you want to um be as how can i say um conservative as possible Mm-hmm. when it comes to your editor. So you want to make sure that you have polished your manuscript to the best of your ability because really editors rather, in the words of Victoria Christopher Murray, editors rather work on developmental things in a book. They don't want to have to sit there and this word's not spelled right, this word's not spelled right, this not right, this not right, the the, the copy editing stuff. You know, that's Mm -hmm. really stuff that you should be catching yourself. And even Mm -hmm. after it comes from the editor, don't just put it up and publish it. Even if you're signed with the publisher, this is my personal opinion, even if you're signed with the publisher, once it comes from the editor, you should request to read over your book before it's put up. You just don't want it to go to the editor and then go straight out. You want to be able to go over it, make sure it's, it's copacetic. You know, sometimes the editor 
might miss something, you know. Sometimes it might be something, you know, small in there or something that you might want to get. But you, again, want to make sure that you're putting out the best product as um, possible. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And it's amazing, Leash, you know, um, the, the the number of authors that are not familiar with that that so important key process as far as making sure your story runs runs well and reads well and getting it to into the hands of beta readers. It's amazing that um, some authors are not even aware of that process, and you should definitely, definitely, no matter what type of editor, how how well he or she is, read that before it goes to the publisher because you don't know what's in there or what's been changed, and you want to have the final say on your product that goes into the hands of your readers. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree. We're going to head on. We got the fabulous Jonna B. in. We're going to have uh, author Chris Renee and author uh, Shadris Denise popping in, too. We're going to be able to talk about their new book that they grace in our eyes with. You know, anything that Jonna B. got her hand in is going to be something else. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jonna B., how are you? Hey, I am wonderful. How about yourself? We are good. Thanks for joining us, girl. Am I yelling? No, ma'am. You're good. You're all right. Okay. I'm in my car. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. That's all right. Okay. Before we get going on the book, you got to let us know what's been going on in Jonna B's world. What's going on? What you cooking in that, that, that writing kitchen of yours? Oh, my goodness. Um, girl, nursing school is killing me. Nursing school has killed all my inspiration. I can't, oh, my goodness. I don't, I've been writing this, I've been writing POV for about five months now, and I think I'm only halfway through it because I can't, I'm trying to focus on my nursing school and writing, and it's not working because writing, nursing school is making me unhorny, and I don't want to kill nobody, so I ain't been able to write <laughs> Now, you know, we be watching Grey's Anatomy. They get to it all over the hospital. <laughs> but they already there, though. They didn't get through all the hard parts. They there. <laughs> yeah, they ain't studying this mess. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, we got one more person. Hold on. Hey, welcome to Last Chat. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We are good. We are good. Make sure you tell, uh, shout out uh, who you are as well as mm-hmm. oh, as is well as this is. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for you to finish. I was like, okay. <laughs> yes, but you got to see every, when you came on our show last time, we were talking about uh, something you were writing in a magazine. Uh, probably, probably. It I was like a short series or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a short series. Yeah, I, I actually so you got, um put it on the back burner, so I'm still working on it. Wait a minute, who okay, is you? Got a, this this is not me. On my sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> I know who it is. You know who my sexy voice You, you ain't say who you were. Who I are you? Did. I said this is sad. You just didn't hear me. 
Now. Oh. <laughs> Carry on. Thank you. So you got to tell us what's been going on in your world, what you have going on from the last time you were on Let's Chat. Well, last time, uh, what's been going on? I am now a managing editor of a magazine. Um, what else? I started um, my own website design company. Um, I was doing it on the side anyway, so I just decided to just take it full steam ahead. Um, I'm still writing books, of course. I I don't, you know what? It's been so long and so much been going on. I'm not even sure what book it was that I had released when last time I came on y'all show, but I'm sure mm-hmm. it's probably been like two books, maybe three, released since then. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much been it. Um, I just finished my uh, greeting card line. I'm getting ready to figure out when I'm gonna launch uh, my greeting card line. So that's just been keeping really, really, really busy. <laughs> Absolutely. What made you write a greeting card line? You know, that's like really odd. And I always say like, there's so much room for people to write like dope ass greeting cards. Cause you know, we get the same ones. That's like some leftovers just with a different picture on the front. And you know, it's always, it's always room for that. So what made you decide to start a greeting card line? Well, I had always wanted to work for, like, Hallmark or um, American Greeting or whatever because I write poetry. So I can I had always been kind of told, like, people would, like, periodically drop, you know, in my spirit or in my ear, you should, you know, you should, like, um, put your poems on greeting cards. And I was just like, uh, I mean, okay, I guess. You know, it's just one of the things you put in the back of your mind. You don't think about it. And... One night, I just sat down and decided, okay, I'm not going to procrastinate on it anymore. And I just went through, like, all five books that I had of poetry and just pulled books out. And I probably, in one night, made 25 different designs. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That is awesome. I just want to say, you know. You said, wait, move. Nothing. I, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> no, I, I am I got the... I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got the fabulous Chris Renee. She is in the chat room. Hey, how are you? Hi, y'all. Hi, Chris. Hey, <laughs> so you got to tell everybody just a little bit of what you, what you got cooking in your writing. Um kitchen outside of the book you guys have together well I am as she said Chris Renee I'm from St. Louis Missouri I am the author of Wealthy and Wicked and Kiss of Death and I also have the poetry book um, Scattered Thoughts Round Midnight and I'm currently working on a new novel as well as doing something else with my girlfriend so What's going on? Absolutely. See y'all over there and see and let me tell y'all, we already know like Jana be like to kill people and her um her characters be a little cray. Because, you know, she had this one book and I was like, Oh, that shit crazy. It was like she she likes to have 
them books. And so when I listen to each of you talk about uh, the craft and, and, and your individual projects now i want to talk we want to talk a little bit about smitten kitten first of all let's talk about this name and this cover mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the, um, actually the cover Karaz norman i had um he came up with the cover like he just asked me what the book was about and we i just told him like we were thinking like a cat or something on the front and this is what he came up with. Like he reads my mind, mm-hmm. so like that's that's what it is. Like I just tell him a little bit of a concept, what I think, or he'll be like, "Hold on, give me a minute, I'll be right back," and he'll come back with exactly what I was thinking without without me telling him anything. So that cover, um, I think Crystal named it Smitten Kitten, or did yeah, I don't know. Who came up with the name? Yeah, I I <laughs> I named it Smitten Kitten. I kind of don't really know how that happened. But I just like the name Smitten Kitten. We thought they were perfect. I kind of like the story around it. Mm. Yes, I like that cover though. It's fierce. It's saying something, right? It's saying something. First of all, it make you uh, it make you pause before you open it, because then you have to say, okay, now what may I expect in this book here? You know. Because I, I don't know. Only, I don't. And, and not only that, Lee, you know, sometimes, hi, ladies, this is Tony. Welcome to the chat room. Thanks so much for joining us. But not only that, me as a reader personally, if I see a book with a cover like that, i got a schedule of time that I'm going to crack that spine open, if y'all know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> i got to put it in my calendar because I don't want it to be disturbed once I open up that first page. That's what that cover speaks to me. I'm just saying. Right, and is that like, is that blood or is that like puppet hands, like a puppet master? It's a puppet master. Yeah, the puppet master, mm-hmm. that explains it exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you know, if folks get smitten with the kitten, ain't no telling what you can get. I'm just saying. Dang. And that, that is so true. The kitten that is, is the true. name of the place that everybody goes to in the story. Uh-huh. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's okay, literally so like without... a, a fun house. Well, it's it's only fun for one person. It's not really fun for everybody who goes. It's it's an adult though fun house. So really, all right, y'all fast. (laughs) Is it is it ready for download, ladies? Because I'm over here trying to find out. (laughs) Yep. Yes. Yes. It came out March 14th, three one four day. Three one four. Okay, it's about to get into my library. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what made you guys come together to write this book, and and how difficult was it to blend each? Because each of you brings something different to the craft. So, how difficult was it to kind of blend your different skills and talents into one? I think the funny thing is that it wasn't even really difficult. It wasn't. When we um when we get when we get together, first of all. We always go through, we'll, we'll be together maybe four hours on a Saturday morning. We'll be like, we're going to meet at eight, maybe four hours, and then we'll go about our business. We get wherever we at, 
together probably at 8 o'clock. I, me, this is Chris, probably 8.20 because I'm always late. It drives them nuts. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll get there. And then uh, we just first we'll talk. So I think that's what makes it so easy because we are all really friends. Like, we talk every single day. So it's like we'll we'll talk and we just relax. And then we just start shooting out ideas like just talking to your friends. Well, what, what do you think about this and what do you think about that? So... I think that that for me made it really easy to be able to write with them. The fact that we're friends. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's 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 interesting. This is Tony. I wanna I wanna just add to that. Um, that was Chris that was just speaking, right? Yeah. Was Chris. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you say that because not too long ago, um, someone came up to me because Leisha and I have been doing the show for a couple of years, and the woman said to me, you know, it's not. You don't, it's very rare that you see women work together for as long as you two have done it, and she commended us. Now, a lot of people do say that women can't work together, but what strengths did you guys pull from each other to make this book the success that I'm sure is going to be? What was the strength, and how was it just working together with your fellow sister? Well, I can say for me, um, this is Jana talking. For me, like, I, we just vibe, like, it just, and it flowed, and y'all may not think this, like, I'm not the craziest person of the three, like, they're crazy and that's mine, so we just flow together, and, and I'm standing on that, and I'm not taking it back, because it did, they be trying to lie on me, and, uh-uh, they always keep doing me in public, but, yeah, she so, know, they're, they're crazy, definitely match the mind. And my only problem about this situation was they wouldn't let me kill nobody. But other than that, everything went all copacetic. We, we we let you kill somebody. This is Chances. We let it you kill months. somebody. It you took just a long time. Kill. It took a long just, time. Yeah, that, there it is. That's, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> now, is this going to be a standalone book? No, oh. actually, we just decided to do a part two. Ooh, niche. We got key right there, girl. <laughs> yes, y'all gonna let John to kill somebody in part two? John to kill somebody in part one. Don't let Chandra. her do y'all. <laughs> <laughs> right, Chandra's right. <laughs> Don't let her fool y'all, okay? <laughs> we go. We let her go crazy. No, she just couldn't go crazy in chapter six. That's all that was. She just wanted to go early. We had to be like, no, wait, 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 not yet, not yet, not yet. So, yes. Yeah. And when she went crazy, she went crazy. She went nuts. Oh, jeez. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Wow. Okay, now, with um, you got spit and kitten, you got a part two coming. So... Tell us a little bit about what we can expect um, from this this heat y'all got bringing us. Um, this address, I can say that it's very unpredictable. So it's not going to be what you expect. It's kind of some twists and turns. Um, it's definitely something different, not anything you've actually read, and um, it'll definitely keep you on your toes. You'll want to keep reading. You'll want to get all the way to the end. You probably gonna Facebook one of us once you get to the end and be like, "No, y'all didn't." So 
it's definitely, I would say what you can expect is something new, something fresh, something different. Okay. All right. Well, I'm excited because the, this is the thing about authors. I mean, when I did the um, Divas Eat and Greet um, luncheon in Atlanta just this past March, and it's one thing when you see authors that bring something unique with their pen, but when you bring three unique pens in one book, it's always a treat for the readers because we, we you know, we get excited. We get excited because it's like having a universal pen. You have authors that do have universal pens where they can write multiple styles and multiple genres and smash it up and then come out with just some dope stuff. But when you have three authors that have dopeness all in themselves when it comes to their writing and their skills are so different, it it is a good it is a treat uh, for readers to be able to get that universal pen style um, in one novel. Now, our question of the day, our topic is: Does word count matter? What do you guys think about that? Does word count matter? I think I'm on this, Chris. I think as because I read a lot. I may I want to say. I'm reading like maybe two or three books a month on top of just, you know, doing everything that I'm I'm doing. So I do a lot of reading and as long as if it's a really good story, I really don't care about the word count. I read a novella, I read a full length novel, you know, I read mm-hmm. short stories. I just want something that's good and solid uh content. That's that's all it is for me. But when writing this book because it was three of us we wanted to make sure that we gave a full-length novel. And so, you know, I think, um, how many chapters we have in there? I think maybe 27, maybe or so. Or so it's just like we, we, it mattered to us to make sure that we was um, on top of our game and we have our word count up each chapter. We would read the chapters and just like, get excited and feed off of it, and then if we felt like it needed some more, we we would have that, you know. We just wanted to give the readers something that was full. Mm-hmm. Now, for our listeners, this is Tony. Um, can you just give us a quick synopsis of what the, if they may not be familiar with, with the book itself, because um, this, I'm just loving the cover. And if anyone's listening, please go ahead and one-click that book. That cover alone, like I said, I have to schedule some time to dive into it because I don't want to be just interrupted. So just give us a just quick overview of what it is this story is about. Um, who, uh, who, uh, who, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'm like, who's talking? I ain't want to keep over talking to people. I'm trying to see. Like, I, don't, I, like, I don't know how to explain it without giving the story away. So I don't let them mm-hmm. What the book is about. So, mm-hmm. okay. That's okay if you get the story away. We like tea. We like, you know, no, you exclusive you information. We won't tell nobody. We won't tell nobody. We promise. We won't tell a soul. It's just us. <laughs> no one has to know. <laughs> no, what, what it is is that it centers this couple. Um, Israel and Miranda, and it's based off pretty much their relationship and the basis of their relationship outside to everybody else. They appear really solid, but they're having 
um, serious marital issues. And so um, not by chance at all, Miranda bumps into Azora, that is the owner of the smitten kitten, and she offers her, um, like, she kind of, like, pretty much lures her in by telling her, I can um, help your marriage if you come to this house, smitten kitten, for 24 hours. And um, once you get there, though, it's all about the, a lesson, actually, of humbling the the bad person in the relationship because it's it's another relationship that you'll see her at the beginning where she takes them through this process and through mm-hmm. the humbling of the person that's doing wrong in the marriage she takes you through the seven deadly sins in each room and in each room you are taught a lesson but the question is will you survive it or not mm-hmm. that's pretty much what you do mm-hmm. alright now ladies <laughs> I like the way you explain that, girl. <laughs> you know, I know, because I'm all in the synopsis, like, okay, look, you know, see, this is how you know a reader. A reader looks at the cover, they try to figure out what's on the inside. So then they go to the synopsis, and then you like, okay, so, okay, so this happened, okay, ooh, ooh, you know, those are things, that's eye candy, that's part of the eye candy. That's why we do what we do here on Let's Chat, because a lot of times, you know, authors need that word of mouth. So when they come on the show, that verbal uh, confirmation of what's going to, what a reader can expect, what's going to happen in the book, what the book is about, that's all part of that eye candy for the book. Because I'm in there like, uh-huh, she's talking. I'm in the synopsis like, mm-hmm, ooh, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> that, and that's what it's really all about. It's, that's another thing that um, – I like to say, like, people who say, like, well, if I write a book, this, or how can I do that? I'm like, you have to be able to sell your work, and that's what we do. We, like, uh-huh. if you come out to any book event that we add, it's always high energy from us, and it's always selling the work. We we like to engage with the readers, because that's important. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's from your description of the book, it sounded like that um, John Avita said she liked the way you describe it. It sounded like she wanted to go out there and buy it, and she participated. No, she's crazy enough to do it, type of girl. I'm going to read this book I heard called Smitten Kitten. I'm like, girl, you know we wrote that book. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this is the thing. When you wrote it and it make you want to go read it, you know it was good, yeah. cause you like, oh, yeah. well, let me go read it again. I just, you know, I was, you know, it was chapter seven. Chapter seven just did something for me. I just had to go over that one more time. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, t- this is Tony oh, once again. Tell us about your individual projects that you have going on. What's cooking in each individual kitchen? I can go next door and, and find out what Miss Chris has got going on. What you got going on, girl? I'm still writing this book that I've been writing for like a year now. It's mm-hmm. it, to me, it's not finished. I'm like, girl, you know, the, her and Shadows, they try to um, encourage me as much as possible because for a minute, I kind of like just wasn't feeling writing anymore. I was just mm-hmm. going through a lot of stuff in my own personal life, and I couldn't just sit down and really um, take the time out to do like a fictional story. And um, they pushed me to get me through Smitten Kitten. And, but I was able to take my journal where I was writing about my personal life, and that's how I made it scattered thoughts around midnight. It was just um, 
stuff that I was writing, I was sending to John. Like I said, we talk every day in the group chat. I was sending to John and Shadra and I was like, you know, this sounds good. You know, I, I love this. And I'm like, I felt this. And then Shadra said, you know, why don't you um, write a poetry book? And I'm like, I don't really do poetry, which was mm-hmm. why I thought the, uh, the title, Scattered Thoughts Around Midnight, was so uh, dope to me because it's just really my thoughts that are all scattered around. And um, mm-hmm. Chadra's designed the cover for me on Scattered Thoughts. And um, I'm still writing poetry now, and Delusions of Grandeur will come out hopefully this summer, which will be my second mm-hmm. poetry book. And then maybe if I can sit down and focus again, I can finish my uh, third novel, which is The Devil's Pie. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is Tony, and I actually love that title, Scattered Thoughts Around Midnight, because that's usually when my thoughts get kind of scattered, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that category. But do you feel that working with these wonderful ladies just kind of gave you a pen life, and, and as a result you're able to just push on at this point? Yeah, absolutely, because we, we really feed off each other. Um, mm-hmm. Writing-wise, we just – I wish I, people could actually have a camera in there when we meet up and we have our, our <laughs> meetings and our discussions. They so laid back and so – like, we coming over uh, – normally we crowd our Shadra's house, and I'm like, we don't have no shoes, and we got our legs kicked up on the couch, and she took something for us to eat. We listen to music. We drinking wine, and it's – it's easy uh, and it's so I don't, necessary. I don't have nothing for dinner tonight. I just want y'all to know that. I didn't cook nothing tonight. I want y'all to come over here expect to I'm real upset I'm about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Disappointed. If, if she has the wine, I'll forgive her. But, if, you know. She said, just so, so wait a minute. Just so y'all know, wait a minute. When y'all come up in here, ain't no food. They, hey, y'all better eat before you come. Stop at KFC, get you a little something. Because, yeah, I didn't do all that today. <laughs> And I can't. She normally feed us. I can't believe this. I'm talking about she'll feed us. We're rude today. So I don't understand it. I'm so Me neither, Donna. I'm feeling some kind of way here. I was getting ready, but we just we just got some laughs. I'm sorry, y'all. Absolutely. I got you next time. Now, this is Leisha. Now, you all have been in the industry for quite a while, and you have all, you know, all had your individual experiences, and you've uh, had seen individual things and so many things in the industry that goes on. Now, I have just two questions. The first question is, does a big ego help or hurt authors today? And what are common traps um, that aspiring authors fall into? Okay, wait a minute, one more time. Okay, does a big ego help or hurt an author? And what are common traps um, aspiring authors fall into? Oh, um, in my opinion, it hurts because nowadays uh, you got to be like your reader's best friend. Like, like the, the readers nowadays want your lung and your kidneys and then they still want you to smile while you're in pain. So it's like, you know, and then sometimes, you know, when you when you get there and you sold all these books and then you forget about the readers. So you're just locked in your room and you don't care about the readers no more because they ain't already got you where you want to be. But they can still take you out of that cloud you're in too. So it's like a give and take really nowadays with, with, with writing as an author. 
Uh, do you think contribute that to social media? Yeah, yeah, because you show them a different side of you too on social media, and then, and then when they have that much access, you know, that much access to you, they tend to forget that you're not just an author; you're a human being too. Right. right. And so sometimes they want to come for you, and you know, I try to keep in mind, I try to, you know, keep that in the forefront of for everybody to know that mm-hmm. my read, my, my author had that mother, Jana. Ooh, my author had Jonna B. To the back real quick. Let me tell y'all about Miss Jonna B. Page. Ain't nobody doing all of that on her page because she come in there stealth with it. She come in there stealth with it. Chop them up, block them, then talk about them going about her business. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just saying. That author hat, baby, yeah, it sits, you know, it sits cocked to the right a little bit. But if you forget that I'm also a woman and a human being, that motherfucker go go flip ways to the back real quick. Mm-hmm. But then I come back and I come back afterwards. I bounce back. I bounce back. You have to because, like you said, you're a human, and that comes first and foremost. And it's not like in the back in the day because I've read since I was like a little girl, and I've you you know you you don't have that immediate access to your to your authors. I would never yeah. even dream, even today, of invading on an author's private lies because that's just it. The key word is private. And what I get and gain from an author is the, the fruit of their pen. And that's my first and foremost concern. And yeah. that's all that matters to me. But I know I'm not the norm, and some readers feel that since they buy their book, they feel that they buy your life. And I just, mm-hmm. I just never understand that. Yeah, because I mean, back then true. we really just had like an email address of an author. You know, you couldn't just get up every morning and log on and go to um, John or Shadrach and see where they, you know, our pages and just see everything mm-hmm. that's going on. So it's like you just have a chance, like, will this author email me back or not? And most of the time, like, you know, you just never got that response. So now it's different. It, it really is. And mm-hmm. so. It's kind of insane a little bit, but I guess it's like when people say, well, it's what you sign up for. And it's like also as an author, you can only let somebody know what you want to let them know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, have to, Absolutely. you have to hold back. And, 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 but it's a lot of times where I will wild out on Facebook. And I know if this is a Christian day, I will wild out on Facebook where it be some days that I have to be like, okay, girl, you know, you got to calm down a little bit. I, and I have my times like that, but I also have my settings on Facebook where um, people can see what I want them to see. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's just all about trying to protect your brand. So that's, that's important. Absolutely. And, it's, and I'm glad that you brought that up because protecting your brand is is the main thing that you want to do. You protect your brand at all costs. I mean, because that is you. That is that is your legacy, and so you have to protect yep. that. Now, how do you guys balance um, making demands on that the, the readers place on you, the demands that the readers place on you, um, to ensure that you're taking care of them, but at the same time not um, losing your voice and vision for your work. Well, for, for, oh, Shad, um, go ahead, Shad. I'm sorry. 
Oh, I did do that. Hmm, like I was going to say something, didn't I? Uh, I, I would say it's just a, it's a balance. I mean, you have to take the feedback and the reviews and the critique of what, you know, people say, but I always feel like at the end of the day, it's your voice, it's your story. Um, and so you can take different perspectives and hear what people have to say. Like when I was writing my second um, book to my Who Do You Love series, I had reached out to um, some of my friends, the people I knew had read the book, like Crystal was one of them, because I had got you know to a point where I got stuck. So I just kind of wanted to hear what other people were expecting in this book. And sometimes you need to hear that so that it can help you shape your story in a sense. So I just think it's a balance. Like you, you have to have a clear vision of what you're trying to say, but at the same time, it's nothing wrong with hearing what the readers um, are expecting, what they liked, what they didn't like. So that I, I just think it makes for a better body of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyone else want to add to that? Well, I guess I just wanted to say, uh, for me, is that I also. I write about off my emotions. So I don't really try to write. I can't write inside of a box. Let me just say, like, I'm I'm not the outline type of person. So I will, I will take positive criticism if it's something about um, a technique. But content-wise, I really can't do that because as many times as I wrote an outline, especially for Kiss of Death, because um, Kiss of Death and Wealthy and Wicked was signed with the publishing company's life-changing books. So we did outlines for those books. And when we get done and we're we're on the phone with Tressa and, you know, we're going over the outline. I'm sorry, Azrael. And then as, as I send the story back to her, I wrote something completely different. And she's like, what the hell? We went over this outline and how to do it. And I'm like, I can't write like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So for me, I just try to I listen to what the readers say, but I can't rush it for one because I know as a reader myself, I'm like, oh, I hope they do a part two, or I hope they do a part three, or you know, I don't, I don't try to rush it for myself for that because I want to make sure that it's just as good as part one was. So mm-hmm. I, I take it, but I can't um, take it all in. Right. Take it in, in increments. Yeah. Look, honey, increments, you're right. <laughs> That's the key. Wow. Well, we we want to thank you ladies for joining us in the chat room. And you guys, you know, you're, you're, you're always welcome in here. But I'm going to throw some fun questions at each of you before you before you move on out of the chat room. And, Miss Jonathan, you know I'm going to start with you, girl. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm here. I'm listening. Okay, if you were a superhero, what would you be and what would your special power be? And I'm just kind of scared because you like to kill people, but what would your your special power be? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If I had a superpower, it, I, that would be useless to waste on killing folks because mm-hmm. I can get rid of that in real life without nobody knowing. But um, <laughs> I would want to be able to teleport anywhere I want to go anytime. Like if I'm just laying in the bed one day bored, I want to say, I want to go to Dubai today. And I just mm-hmm. blink my eyes and I'm on the beaches of Dubai. That's what I want to do. And what would you name? Be what she want to be, I dream a genie. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> I dream a Jana. 
Okay, Miss Chris, if you were stranded on the island, what three things did you absolutely pray that you have in your possession? Okay. Um, can I can I say the pen and paper together as one, or are they two separate things? That could be one. <laughs> okay. So pen and paper, um, double A batteries, and something that I can use with those batteries. I'm not even gonna ask what the batteries are for. Yeah. poetry book, um, me finally putting out The Devil's Pie, and me just uh, gaining a greater sense of who I am and my strengths and my truths um, in 2017. That'll be the biggest accomplishment for me, period. And Shadra? Um, I would say me finishing my um tenth book. Um, I would say me perfecting my um skills as a writer as far as uh, a journalist. I really want to interview like so many people. Michelle Obama is on my list, so y'all send up a prayer for me. Um and um pretty much my greeting card line. Like I I want to definitely 
um, locked it before December 31st. So that would much, pretty much be it. And JB? Um, me finishing my eighth book, me still being free, not in jail, me, um, what else? Actually, I would like to finish two books this year. And, um, yeah, that's my two books. Um, me remaining with the little bit of sanity that I have. And this, me still being happy. That's, that's, all those roads leads to me just being happy. Yeah. Yeah, that is so important. I'm so glad you threw that in there. This is Tony. Because happiness just makes everything else easier to swallow. And with that being said, ladies, you know, Misha and I are going to be at the big Atlanta kickback coming up in July. Are any of you going to be there? Yes, ma'am. What? All of you? Yes. Misha and I are going to be there. I'm so looking forward to meeting you guys. (laughs) Me too. Me too. We're going to have so much fun. We always have I love doing uh, festivals and just it's, uh, I love when Sisters on Lit kick off because it's the beginning of like traveling and just mingling mm-hmm. with readers and just seeing authors and just having a good time, buying new books, writing books. Good season. Let me let y'all know this woman is so irky. I just don't don't bring her no liquor because everybody is her little sister after she starts drinking. And it hurts me so bad. I be like, I like so, to hug people and tell people they're my sister. Is the enemy. I don't like her. That ain't your little she, sister. That ain't your little she sister. Gives, she gives a lot of community hugs. She really does. <laughs> I get to hugging everybody. I just like. I'm like, come on, you can come with us if you don't have nobody to hang with. <laughs> she do. I be like, I don't want to hang with these people. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm a hugger, too. I love the hug. I just love it. It's just that, that southern in me, you know? <laughs> it's my favorite thing. I'm like, let's hug. <laughs> Girl. And I'm glad that each of you actually mentioned happiness because I posted that on my wall that, you know, your happiness – Really, it honestly may not be, um, may not make everybody around you happy. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes, you know, I think that we get lost in that, and then that's when we start pleasing everybody around us. But really, it's okay that they're not happy that you're happy, because at that Mm -hmm. point, you have to think about it's either your happiness or my happiness. And so you have mm-hmm. to start choosing yourself sometimes and making sure that you're not getting distracted because sometimes the smallest thing can distract you from your goals. And so staying focused is very important. So I'm glad that y'all put each of you guys said that to make sure that, you know, you're keeping that in mind that whatever I'm doing, I need to be happy in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Number one. Now, before before you guys step out of the chat room, I want each of you to shout out your social media outside of the kickback, any other events that you guys are going to be doing, and any other interviews you guys are going to have. Um, well, you can catch me at, girl, I got a different name, on IG, I'm Jonna B. She Right. Twitter, I'm Jonna B. One. Uh, Facebook, Jonna Brown. Um, and, um, what was the last question? Oh, I'm going to be at Sisters on Lit at the end of this month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and we'll be at, we have in our own little jammy jam here in October. 
with um, Brenda Hampton, and us three yeah. were hosting with Brenda Hampton. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's going to be a crazy weekend in St. Louis that weekend. So if y'all can go and register and make sure y'all come up for the Pajama Jam. It's the last weekend of October, I think it is, and it is, oh, it's going to be insane. <laughs> Sounds like it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, this is um, Chris, and I am on Instagram and Twitter as I am Chris Renee, and um, I am on Facebook though is just C Renee and it's C E E Renee. Um, I also will be on Sisters on Read. We're gonna add dates to that as they come up. We're gonna keep adding days, and sometimes we just pop up. You know, if it's close in the Midwest or whatever, we just pop up and we'll be at the Atlanta kickback and um, I just look forward to seeing everybody and hugging everybody and making them my little <laughs> sister and making Donna mad <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <Jesus. laughs> oh my god okay Um, I am on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram Snapchat, everything is pretty much the same, Shadrace Denise um I will be at Kickback, and I'll also be at Christmas on Lit. And, yeah, like pretty much like Crystal said, we'll just be adding stuff throughout the year. I guess, you know, as we drop books, we'll kind of all be doing something. We show up for each other's stuff, so you will probably see all of us at somebody else's stuff. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining me, Alicia, tonight. I'm taking time out of your busy schedules, and uh, make sure you make something for them to eat, Ms. Jonathan, so they can come and uh Network. Uh, Shadris, or at least go, yeah, well, at least go run out and get us a bottle of wine, Shadris. At least, right? Yeah, at the very least. <laughs> and put the dogs outside. She knows I'm scared of dogs, so I have to call her when I get and in her driver. She got these I have, I have my door open. It's warm. They like to walk in and out the house when it's warm. So I won't be meeting with them tonight, but you guys. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your evening and have fun and stay happy. Thank you. Thank you. you do the same. Thank Make you. sure y'all go out and one-click that smitten kitten. Available now on Amazon. Got my copy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hope you Bye. enjoy it. Bye. I'm sure I will. Thank you. Good night, ladies. Good night. Good night. Lisa, I can't it's wait to always get that joy. book. Absolutely. Because you know individually what they do. So when it comes together, that's probably like a big old thing of Skittles. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just just all just all there. Just, just there. Just a rainbow of perfection so i'm excited this is less chat i am miss leisha you know i got my right hand and sometimes my left the fabulous miss tony with me we just had author jonna b author chris renee and author shadris denise here on less chat make sure y'all head out to amazon and pick up smitten kitten which is their newest release if you missed their interview no worries you can go back and check our archives here on blogtalk.com or on iTunes. We are listed on iTunes as a podcast. We're going to take a brief break. We're going to play you some of that 
Keith Robinson. If you missed his interview that we had uh, a couple of weeks ago, no worries. Just go back and hit our archives and check it out. This is winning. Yacht dreams on a sunny day. Six rings like MJ. Winning.
lady, we gon' be alright She be crying while she praying for a better life Hustling on the side for a bag of rice Gotta feed the fam, gotta pay the price Gotta keep trucking through the Georgia clay Gotta stay searching for a better day Gotta keep my faith till make a way Gotta get extended so the gas can pay Sweet Georgia, hold me down Keep my feet planted on solid ground From the New York coast to the Florida shine Up to the Maryland, D.C. line Back down south, red peaches prime Sweet Georgia, where I reside Tell me why do I have to cry out Tell me why should I even pray Tell me why should I worry about it Tell me why should I lose my From the burden place, knuckles fruit from the states I made. Sweet Georgia, hold me down. Keep my feet planted on solid ground. Tell me why do I have to cry out? Tell me why should I even play? Tell me why should I worry about it? Tell me why should I lose my head? Tell me why do I have to cry? Tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. 
Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. That was, we always love to play um, the guests that's in this music. And so if you enjoyed those three songs, we'll make sure that we post them on our our, uh, pages so that you can hit iTunes and get your one click on. That first one was Keith Robinson and Blue Marley winning and... The second one we played was Xavier Lewis, and that's Georgia Clay. So make sure you guys give them some love on iTunes. We have our next guest, um, Melvin Jackson Jr. He is kicking in his chat room door. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you doing? We are good. We are good. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your work. Uh, um, actor, producer, director. Um, known for HBO's The Wire, Everybody Hits Chris, <clears throat> and the highly acclaimed The New Edition Story, um, where I play Curtis Blow. Oh, what a resume you have there. Awesome. <laughs> this is Tony. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So tell us about your latest project that you have going on. Say it again? Tell us about your latest project that you have. And, and working in your lab. Well, right now I'm finishing up a Christian-based film that I um, wrote. Um, I'm producing it and also directing, as well as you know, co-starring in. It's called The Price of Fame, and it's a Christian-based film about the industry. And um, it's going to be like the a sh- a sh- uh, not a feature, but you know, a short version of a feature, um, and, and just kind of just talking about the industry and how sometimes we lose. Um, focus on our, what God wants for our lives, and we focus on the price, you know, the riches, and you know, trying to be famous, and um, we sometimes compromise our faith in the process. So this is just showing the trials and tribulations that you go through in this business, and showing how you can always um, still come, still turn to God at the end, and He'll still, you know, have open, have open arms um, mm-hmm. when you come back to to realize that you know He's the only only provider that you need. Mm-hmm. Now this this is Tony. Um, that that's the very beat that you just shared with us, especially with the state of our country today. How challenging how challenging was it uh, to get this the Christian based film off the ground? How how what were your challenges that you faced? Well, you know, definitely, I think sometimes you know in the beginning of of my career, it was like you know we were kind of ashamed to really promote God and when people ask, well, how do you mm-hmm. do it to be like, well, God was the reason why I'm here. Or, you know, it was just like, you was to take, afraid to give God the glory and you in terms gave man the glory. And that's just not mm-hmm. what he entails for my life. So I had to, to to the plate and say that you can be in this business. You can, you know, be a Christian and not lose sight of your being and lose yourself. Because sometimes people compromise themselves to mm-hmm. get to the next but well, I always will come to my Christianity then. But people will see you in a different light, so they won't take Christianity, your religion. Um, um, they won't take it serious because you don't already show them a different side, and it doesn't it doesn't make sense now that you now all of a sudden you're you're promoting God when you just were just promoting you know all this other stuff um, three days ago. So I think just mm-hmm. about being consistent and making sure that you know people know that you know you are a believer and that you. You know, believe in you know in moving forward and, and even God first. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that um, because you know just within the last couple of days, you know, because um, I'm a Christian, and a lot of us 
and I'm going to include myself, sometimes you're afraid to show that side of you, you know, for for fear of how you're going to be uh, projected and how you're going to be received. But right. it takes it takes strength and it takes faith, which is first and foremost, to put it out there. And right. and especially in the world that we live today, you know, you, sometimes you're like, well, I don't want them to know. I don't want to say, I don't want to offend. And that's the, the, right. the key word in trying to not offend someone. Um, how, how do you feel about that? Do, do you feel, you know, because you're putting out there for, for the the masses to see, whereas in, right. individually, that's just who you see in your day-to-day life. Right. I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, who are you trying to please? Are you trying to please the world or are you trying to please God? I think if we keep mm-hmm. our focus on pleasing God, then we mm-hmm. won't have to worry about everything else because our focus is on pleasing him. So I think that that was the change uh, of mindset for me was that I don't have to try to please individuals or try to please the world because you can't please everybody. As long as mm-hmm. I'm pleasing God, then I know I'm moving in the right direction, and eventually people will be pleased because it's coming from a place of love. It's not coming from mm-hmm. a place of judgment or, or scrutiny or whatever the case may be. It's coming from a real place. And I think when people see that and, and feel that, it, it's, it's, it spreads like wildfire. And so there, it, it enables other believers to, to come out and, and, and be proud to speak about, you know, their beliefs and what it is. Now, I mean, we're not trying to be preaching, but it's just mm-hmm. telling, telling them about your God and, and your religion and what, what it is because any other religion are, are very prominent uh, me, promoting what they what they promote, whether they're Muslims or Catholics or whatever, like why can't we do the same? So mm-hmm. I think it's all about the individual. And that's absolutely uh Melvin. Absolutely true. Sorry, Lisa. I definitely it's okay, see. Now if we were sitting here a year from now, you've already accomplished so much, but what are some of the things we would be talking about um that you added to your list in twenty seventeen? Um hmm. I would say Providing more job opportunities and jobs for people, um, and, and just being a prominent leader um, when it comes to the youth. I mean, I think what I'm when I'm moving in the direction of is being that role model that that person that people can young people can look up to, and you know, um, sometimes you know they'll look up to the people that they don't know that they can't talk to, and it's like you know I'm the type of person I'm always open to listening and to be right there. And I just, for me, I want to be able to affect people's lives in a positive manner um, where it's, you know, people that <clears throat> even trying to be in this business that I'm able to be in a place where I'm able to, like I said, bless them with a job or opportunities and then also to continue to spread our message, um, empowering the youth and empowering the world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And what are some of the um, passionate Organizations that you contribute your time to uh, when you're not either um, writing and producing or acting. Uh, you said, um, "What am I contributing my time to?" Mm-hmm. Organizations. So outside um, of your uh, your your um, passion for the arts, what other passions do you have that you contribute your time to outside um, when you have that free time? Well, you know, I volunteer with, you know, helping with the homeless, you know, help feed the homeless. Um, I've been um, doing this a lot more, you know, mentoring youth, uh, whether I'm going and speaking to them or 
and just try, you know, like I said, just trying to affect change. Um, they, I don't uh-huh. you know, appreciate the, the um, children are the future, and they have so much uh, promise in their lives that we as adults have to continue to put um, positivity into their lives and not drag them down because having my mother believing in age and, and instilling that I could always do anything I put my mind to, I wouldn't probably mm-hmm. be where I'm at now because I wouldn't have believed in myself. Absolutely. Don't in yourself, watch anybody else. As long as you mm-hmm. believe in yourself, that's one believer that you have, you know, supporting you. And then you continue to build mm-hmm. because if you know that a lot of people, you're like, man, this dude, it, this, oh, this woman is so, um, they're, they're, they're such a believer in themselves that it, 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 um, it's almost like it's addiction that other people start to believe in them too. It's like, man, this person is so, you know, people said what they want about Kanye West, like, oh, he's so arrogant or whatever. Like, But he believed in himself from day one. So you sometimes you have to have that. You have to have that belief in yourself because you're the only person that believes in you. So that has to carry you through those nights where you're like, man, I want to quit. I want to give up. And the people don't see that. So you have to have that extra belief until other people are pushing and believing in you. So for me, I, I always just say giving my time is important because time you can't get back. And anytime I can give my time to youth or to someone who's less less fortunate than I am, and and be able to make a, a difference, when I see that, that that means you know the world to me because there's sometimes where you know there's things that you do that you can't see a direct effect right then and there, and it does you know you don't really know how how that affects somebody until they tell you. But when you are able to do something for someone and put a smile on their face, or it just changed their whole dynamics of how they thought their process. I mean, it makes you feel like, man, okay, I'm doing God's work. I'm doing I'm something positive to help affect the world in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. This is Tony Melvin. You have you have so much going on, um, and I think you have you're producing, you're acting, and I think it was one other thing that you 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 spend your time with besides helping the homeless. What was that third one? Um, helping with with your youth. Yeah, you you producer, you're an actor, and I thought it was another one. Yeah, actor, and director, um, motivational director. speaker. Uh, okay, with all of those things going on, and time is so precious, like you said. What is a typical day off for Melvin? What 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 do you do when you're not doing all those things? Do you have any guilty pleasures that you like to take part in? Yeah, I like to I like to play uh, pool. Yeah, I'm my wife and, and the kids. Um, and just, you know, I hang, you know, hang on my friends. Like, most of the time we do, we do karaoke or we'll um, do game night. Karaoke? We'll you know, Let yeah, me find out you're singing, too. Nah, I, I can listen. <laughs> I, I, I can act like I'm singing, but I unfortunately got them messing with that talent. But, you know, I can yeah. put on a show. I was about to put you on the spot, but I just might. You might just have to give us a little taste of that karaoke. Nah, nah, you don't want to do that. You might lose some listeners. You might lose some listeners. Absolutely. Now, you do all of those things. You're very talented with your pen. Is there a book in your horizon? Yes, um... I don't know what you want to call it a pamphlet, but I wrote an inspirational book, a men and women's inspirational book called um, Sex Lives and the Things Women, when, women and Men Go Through. And um, eventually I'll put it out. I just want to make sure everything is falling in place. But it's just crazy stuff that I was feeling, you know, that I feel like, you know, coming from a man's point of view, I'm giving 
you know, women, what I feel like women um, feel or don't understand about men. And so I'm just giving that man's point of view or certain things and, and, and telling you, you know, telling things about, you know, men that, so, there's a lot of things that about men, men you may not women may know, it's just me. Mm-hmm. Poems that I wrote as well. Mm-hmm. Try to inspire. Uh, hello? Yeah, I think we were losing. You were saying some good stuff there. I want to make sure we got it all. <laughs> okay. No, I was saying, you know, that I have, you know, a book that I, I wrote called Sex Lies and the Things Men and Women Go Through. And, you know, it's just, I think it's important to um, to be able to give a man's point of view on certain things um, that, that women feel that sometimes, you know, men, we don't understand, but it's like just talking to women and, and getting a, a understanding of what it is that you guys want and need is sometimes it's just the, the simple things. And we as guys, sometimes we go, we go the uh, above and beyond the extravagant. And it's like, that's not always what a woman needs. If you, she feels like you put the time in into something and you have crafted and you, and you're, you're, you know, you put, you put your hard work in it. Like, She'll appreciate that more than you going to buy her, you know, three hundred, four hundred dollar purse. Now, if that's that type of woman, then that's somebody different. They may not uh, um, want that. But if you are looking for a wife, if a person really loves you and cares for you, the little things will matter more than the bigger things because they understand that that's time that you took to put into that. Um, and so it's all about just learning and then also regurgitating what I'm learning from women and and helping my my, my young brothers and other brothers you know, understand women and women understand men. Tony, now I'm interested now. Have you had any test readings with that book? Um, yeah, we just when I just no, I haven't had I haven't had any test reads. But a lot okay, of stuff the stuff just... that I put out that I kinda of put out there and just to get a feel like I spoke about and just the response from women were just like overwhelming. So that's what kinda of led me to, to write it because you know, uh-huh. it it was it's just when you give a man's point of view of what women have been saying it's like wow, okay. So one man is listening, and I think sometimes as men, we hear what the woman is saying, but we're not listening. And to, you mm-hmm. know, we're, we're, we're like I said, we're listening to respond. We're not listening to just listen and okay. understand exactly. Yeah. And and so I think when you listen, and a woman is just saying, all I want to be, all I want you to do is hold me. All I want you to do is tell me I'm beautiful. Like little things that we take for granted, and it's just like when someone else does that thing, women's like, oh, my God, my man, this guy's opened the door for me. My man doesn't do that. He's saying I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. My man doesn't. So all these things start to pile up against the man that's there with that's not doing these things that somebody, a stranger or somebody else is doing, and it's like, wait a minute. And these mm-hmm. people who don't even know me are doing all these things that I want. What am I doing with this person right here that I'm telling what I want or, or not giving me what I want? So I think that mm-hmm. – when we start to understand certain things, we become better. In listening, we become better in, in doing things for our, our for the women that we care about. Mm-hmm. Wow, you just said a mouthful, Melvin. This is Tony because, you know, I talk to – I talk to I don't just talk on the radio. I actually talk to my friends a lot too. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you made some key points. And the, the biggest point and the reason why I asked you if you had any test readers for your book is that – the biggest made is that men hear, but they don't listen. They're waiting for the, the woman to stop speaking so they can put 
what they want to say into the conversation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you have to listen and retain. That's why I use that word retain because you have right. to know how to respond and not just speak. And also sometimes exactly. we as women, and I'm just going to say just for myself, I may just want you to listen. I may not want you to fix anything. Exactly. I just want yeah. you to listen and let me get what I have to get off and just be that ear. So, that's why I was wondering if you had had anyone, you know, just, just to peruse it and just say, you know, oh, how about including this? Or this is a good point, right. be it man or woman. So I think you're onto something, and I'm going to be ready to one-click when you finalize that, <laughs> that, that uh, five-star read over there. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. What do you think, Leash? How do you feel about that? I'm just saying, can we get a sample? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, girl. <laughs> we so appreciate you stopping into the chat room, coming to spend your time, share your journey, um, share your interest with us and our listeners. Thank you. I want to shout out Tanya. Uh, thank you so very much, Tanya, for hooking this up. It was a pleasure having you on our show. But before you step out of the chat room, we want you to make sure that you shout out your social media and okay. any um, current projects that people can view or be looking for. Gotcha. Um, you can check me out MelvinJacksonJr.com, Melvin Jackson Jr. on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, make sure you go to my YouTube page, Melvin Jackson Jr. TV. Check out my videos. I'm promoting my sitcom right now that I'm going to definitely um, be pitching and, and turning, you know, just turning and getting on TV. So my goal is to definitely get it on TV and then, you know, soon I'll be playing Corrupt and DP for D, DP for G. DPG for Life, uh, the movie, um, and yeah, we're just going to roll it right after the Tupac movie and keep it, keep it rolling. Absolutely, and when you get that book on, don't forget, Melvin, I want you to come back, and we're going to really get into that book, because you already got a reader ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. But thanks for joining us tonight. No problem. Thank you guys for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you so very much. Okay, bye. I enjoyed that leash. <laughs> I know. And we always have a great time tell? here on Let's Yes, we always have a great time. If you are just tuning in and you missed any of our interviews, no worries. You can go back to our archives here on blogtalk.com or on iTunes. You, yes, you can catch Let's Chat on iTunes as a podcast. And make sure you check out our archives. We always have some fabulous guests, fabulous topics. Um, we love to talk that talk you know, someone's passion for the things that they do is like a magnet. You know, everybody has a kryptonite or a magnet, but to hear someone's passion for the things that they do uh, and the love of the craft is an awesome, awesome experience. So we appreciate everybody who comes on Let's Chat and shares that time uh, and shares their space with us. We will see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow we have a fabulous show. It's going to be another panel show. We're going to be talking about politics and a mass incarceration, like the afterlife. Yes, because we're going to have um, a prison advocate, uh, Joanna Flavor, uh, who I don't know how I'm, I think I met her. She hit my inbox or something like a, a little while ago. And she is an activist for prison reform and so she's going to come on and so since we have never been you know in prison we you know we want to make sure that we offer 
um, the best interview possible. We have three fabulous guests that are going to come on with her. J.M. Benjamin, Aaron Bebo, and Seth Ferranti are all going to be on. They're going to be talking that talk here in the chat room, as well as talking about their individual uh, projects that they have going on. And so we appreciate them coming to kick with us. Make sure you guys tune in here tomorrow at same time, same chat channel. We appreciate you guys, and we're out. Thanks for joining us. Good night, everybody. I think we're going to play, we haven't played her in a while, Kimber Nicole. She is currently doing her thing, and so we can't wait to have her um, back on the show. So let's see. We got so much music on here. I can't really find it right now. Do you see it, T? Uh, Let's see. Kimber Nicole. You do have a lot of music. It's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing, girl. But, yeah, we got a lot of music um, just from people that have come on our show. Let's give them a little My Shine. We'll play Kimber Nicole Nicole, uh, tomorrow. Let's play Michelle uh, My Shine, I'm Feeling You, I Feel You Done. Yeah, I do, too. And um, I'm trying to see if we can get the new, you know, he has a, a single out with the brat. And so I'm trying to see mm-hmm. if we can get that on us chat. So let's cross our fingers and toes and hopefully that we can make that happen. But this is my Sean. I feel you done. Thank you.